Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 490 of Constructive Criticism. I'm your host, Easy, and uh, can you believe it's been 490 episodes, Abe? It's got only feel. I really can't. I was I was just sitting here thinking, we like, we just did episode 400 in like a couple months. Here, we're gonna be on 500. Yeah, I, the episode 400 actually does feel like yesterday, right? It, yeah, it just happened. I mean, Mason Mason missed, missed two months and we just actually skipped 30 episodes just to make him, like, trip him out when he got back. It's the final countdown. <laughs> oh, no, copyright. God. Man, we have to redo the intro. No, we're we're going to have to repitch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was... Well, the problem is that it sounded so much like the real song that they're going to copy... Yeah, they're... Uh, you know. Yeah, I gotta say, I, don't, I, don't, I think it sounded bad. Now this is transformative content. We're good. This this is what my phone wasn't doing. That that was me, Abe. Yeah, I didn't Hard like it, and I'm saying that now. This is React content. It's transformative. Um, I love Transformers. What's your favorite? My Optimus. <laughs> Bumblebee. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so no always improving this week we are going to be doing our uh kind of just like our goals for 2024 episode um and uh you know we're no no patreon shoutouts this week but if you want to support the show you know just just you know, go give us all a christmas present hit that 25 dollars a month you know uh you know get your t-shirts stuff like that Merry Christmas, CCMTG. Um, you know, on the real, I'm a, I'm a stock reader. I've had a few people approach me for coaching. And I'm sure it happens to you, Mason, too, where, like, they, you know, they get the quote on how much it's going to be and what kind of cadence you're looking for. And they're like, I actually, like, I look at my budget. I just can't afford it. I really appreciate it. I've had this happen so many times. And there's only recently I was like, why don't you just become a, like, a Discord-level patron of the show? Because that's mostly where people are finding me. And we're like, you will get access to a lot of our thoughts from all three of us, as well as a bunch of other players who are also working really hard. And that can be just as good sometimes for yeah. where you're at as coaching. And it really is just like five bucks a month. Yeah. Like for the amount, if we could take your Twitch Prime, we would. Like, you know, like it's it's really, it's it's way, way, like there's so much going on in there in terms of like people actually being really engaged and trying to verify with that standard coming up. If you're looking... New Year's resolution. Instead of getting that gym membership that you're going to cancel three months in, get that Discord membership that you're going to never cancel. Woo, baby! Still safe. It's way, it's way less than a gym membership. So, if you want to check out our sponsor, head on over to the link in the description below. Our affiliate link for Untapped.gg. We're diving to dive right in today for goals for 2024. Mason Clark. What are your goals this year? I got a couple. Um, so last year I said I wanted to work on limited and I'm just going to keep it a buck. Didn't do that much. Just it's, it is what it is. Other things got in the way. And in general, like I talked last week on the show, I didn't have to work on magic as much as I want to, but I want to work on limited. And this is twofold. One, I'm going to get better at drafting. So when a draft team event comes around, Abe will say no, because he has friends that are better than me at draft, but it won't be a snap. No, he'll be like, mm, but no, that's cool. Number two, I want to get better at crafting limited environments. Because I like building limited environments. I like doing game design stuff. And I want to build more cubes. 
I have like this goal that maybe not this year, but next year, I want to really work on a cube that gets selected for KubeCon. And it's one of those cubes where like people come back and they're like, oh, dang, did you play the Mason cube? Whatever it is, you know, like that is something I want. I've got the Kindred cube. I uh, basically heard about it from KubeCon, trusted the people that played it, built in real life, had an awesome time. This is a cool cube where like all the creatures are routed to have Changeling. So it creates this really unique experience that's so different. You can't get it anywhere else in Magic. I want to create something like that in Magic. So uh, I think to do that, I need to work on my limited stuff in general. Um, so I want to work on that. Uh, I want to expand in commentary. I want to keep improving at it. It is something that, you know, I think commentary is a big part of the game. I got into Magic, uh, you know, around our devastation, but I was like casually competitive and following stuff all the way from Gate Crash. And without like Cedric and Patrick and the SCG team, um, you know, I think it would have been really hard for me to follow and watch. You know, I joke about how Bug Delver, it was like, oh, because there's a bug. I get it. You know, and it's like, it, just, I think commentary is a big part of it. I want to improve my craft. I want to get better at it. I get a lot of very nice compliments and I'm very happy for those compliments. And like, I'm very appreciative. I think that I could do infinitely better. And I really want to push myself in 2024 to do better and to get opportunities and to jump on those opportunities to, to do commentary for like our season pro tours and stuff like that and have it be up to snuff. So I'm excited to work on that. And then the last but not least is I want to improve at coaching. I've gotten a, on the same vein of uh, commentary. I've gotten a lot of great feedback and I've seen people too expand in real time. But like, I think the bar for coaching in MTG was just on the floor. Just people weren't really trying. They weren't taking it seriously. They weren't doing it like a full-time job. That's not a knock on anyone. Everyone else just had real life jobs. And I'm never going to blame someone for being like, yeah, my real life job is less important than my like coaching job that like I just kind of do on the side every now and again. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that there's so much room to grow and expand in this field and no one's really been doing it. And no one's really tried to do it full time. Uh, you know, in the past, like the closest one to ever kind of get close to that was Carmen uh, Handy and, you know, sorry, come on, parents, excuse me, Car Carmen, come on, parents. And like she did it like four or five years ago. And even then, it's so dramatically different for what like I do now. And I talk to her about it. So that is all to say, I really want to improve at all those things. And I want to take commentary and coaching to the next level. And I want to take my personal limited understanding and knowledge and appreciation up two or three levels and i will say that i to give myself some credit i think i have gotten a lot better at eyeballing limited formats and understanding sort of like signposty type stuff but it's still just like on the like it is so the discrepancy between me at limited and me at can like constructed is just night and day and that is unacceptable personally so those are my big ones i know i kind of went through them very quickly i mostly did that because i feel like a lot of these aren't applicable to listeners in the same way um, outside of just like, hey, push yourself to do better, even in areas where you think you're doing pretty good in. So those are my goals for 2024. Nice, dude. I, I love, I think you'll enjoy working on Limited. Like, I, like, some people might feel like it's eating your vegetables, but I just think that every time that I get in, in, the, in the draft streets and in the Limited, I'm like, oh man, I forgot how much I love this. Because... You know, it, it's such, it's it's the game we love at such like a core level that it's it's really fun. It's the closest you can get to like competitive kitchen table magic when you were a kid. At least for me, like I grew up playing like 
if you never had the experience of being like, oh, we just play with the cards we have from the booster packs that we like got with our allowance or like our parents got us for our birthdays, it's like, let's just show up and do that. And it's like, okay, awesome. Yeah, sick. Maybe, maybe that's part of the problem is I never had that experience. That's just uh, like a piece yeah. of like I like girlfriend at the time went to play pre-release. I end up stumbling into a foro with Gruul because I opened Gruul, Gore Clan Rampagers. And I don't know what Blood Rush is, so I just cast all my creatures, probably for the best, to be honest. And then <laughs> like and then I just attack people. And I'm just like play kind of like you know, win a boxes and like Tuesday night ten dollars. I just do that, but I'm playing meta decks the whole time or like close to them. And then eventually I start competing. So there's no era in magic where like like my casual magic was like I net decked the winning SCG deck list and didn't understand why they didn't play more temples. So I played more temples because I was like, Temple's nice. And then your opponent like you know has spells upon curve and you're like, oh temple's not as nice. But like that—that that is like as casual as my magic experience. Yeah. Really, I think. So I, I guess I just don't. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. I think I remember us having a conversation. I think it was you, where I was talking about crashing mm-hmm. rhinos when for crashing footfalls, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's a call out to crash of rhinos," and you were like, "What?" <laughs> I think I, I remember. The, I remember this vaguely. Yeah, yeah. I, there's just a bunch of things like that where it's like, I. I I, like for example, I totally get the like tap a land or elf, grab a forest. Like that makes sense to me how people got there, but that is so far removed from anything I ever engaged with the game on that right. it is just like it's it's all about mana rush, not, mana that, replenish. You know, play a land, draw a card, play as many lands as you want. Turn. It's no, it's all about it's all about the best creature in Magic being Thorn Elemental. Because Dude, what do you do about that? I I there because was you that you don't own any terrors and you're not playing you're not putting terror. In there was this like, trend well, on Twitter like they have a week and a half ago of like what's the card that like you thought was so good and I posted Thorn Elemental and Spike. people were like what dude Thorn Elemental is a classic you can never beat this. dude people were like what are you talking about that card's still insane and I was like what heck yeah that's what when it was reprinted in dominaria i was like oh yeah best uncommon in visidrix this baby visidrix oh yeah weird muscle red i think spike just is my he's, answer he's in scooby-doo visidrix is in scooby-doo that's the the monsters in the the first scooby-doo movie the live action Wait, really that's crazy. I, I've never i haven't gone back and I you gotta watch you gotta watch scooby-doo. that was that was the first thing i remember. all right uh, Abe, what about you? What are your goals in 2020? Yeah, so um, my goal in 2024, um, I kind of talked about this a bit in things I think I did well and started to do better with my time um, in the back half of the year when I have this, like, you know, six-month hiatus from having to, like, really... Uh, it's kind of like being on garden leave, if you're familiar with the concept. It's like, yeah, next six months... You're qualified for everything. Just chill out. Do what you want. It's like, okay. Um, but I think that something that I can do even better um, next year than I did this year is continuing to play to learn and really try to play in ways to understand what cards are doing, especially in like formats like Standard or Pioneer. Like Really play to understand what the avenues of attack are and what the intent like what the different things you can do with the cards available to you are 
and uh, kind of approaching constructed in the way I approach limited to an extent of like really exploring the options um, that are there and like taking the time to do something unique or, or try something to push boundaries of it. Because I think that for a long time, I've had a good process for um, trying to make sure I'm able to be competitive and be at a high level and succeed in like tournaments and stuff, even on low practice or, uh, you know, on low time, but I haven't really had a process that lets me do things that are like a step beyond. And I think that really to get to a step beyond and really come in and crush something in a way that I think you need to for an event like an RC or an event like a PT to really be that level of prepared, it's going to, for me, take a little bit more time of, expanding my skills in building new decks. And I think the way I'm going to develop that the most is going to come from playing decks by people who excel at building new decks and identifying how that process really refines down and uh, experiencing all of the things from it has to offer to then apply those learnings and those like uh, those ideas to either new ideas or to existing ideas in how I want to construct them. So that's like my biggest goal is to spend a little bit more time playing things that I don't think I would have played in the tournament. Like just down to that level of like, let me do something that will teach me something rather than let me do something that will make me play better in the moment. And like really giving myself that level of trust of, sure, I don't have 40 hours a week I'm giving to playing Magic or like researching decks or you know, writing about magic in the way that I did five years ago. Um, but I do still have the skills to evaluate a game state in front of me and like look at the the cards in play and understand what's going on when I have all the information, um, like logic out that problem in an effective way and have a good process of approaching those things in gameplay sense. So I need to give myself more opportunity to put more of the weight of where I'm trying to bolster myself away from that rather than trying to like play matches to get ahead and be like, Oh, now I'm going to be super prepared and know all my plans and now I should navigate the games, trust myself to navigate the games better with less practice in that and uh, really flesh out my understanding of the things that are kind of my, um, like the areas where I'm weaker often in terms of like expanding my awareness and understanding other perspectives and other approaches uh, and, and doing that more in 2024. I really tried to do that this year. And I, I think of, can think of a couple of examples where I think it has really benefited me. So last, uh, last year, um, I picked up the spirits deck, for example, in pioneer just to like, cause it was cheap and whatever. Right. And I learned so much, um, from the, the one K that I cashed the, the, you know, playing it a bunch on, on arena and, and stuff that I ended up doing this a couple times where I played a lot of mono blue and standard and uh, most recently and the reason I bring this up is like you mentioned like decks that you don't think you would play in tournaments I would have never expected this to be true Abe but I was trying to learn like what is this gruel picnic run runer deck in standard like this is so weird ended up trying it and I have now acquired the deck as an option for RCQs because it is so unique and so different that I think one, people uh, are gonna play with it and be like, oh, this deck is bad. Like it's just a bunch of bad cards. And uh, 
not realize that it's like really fast and that they will not they will not be as prepared for it and i would not have come to that conclusion had i not done what you're talking about right now so yeah i think a really fun thing that i did that i kind of want to reincorporate back into what i am doing is it was like late last year that I was just, when there was a big dump of deck lists and there was like for five of or something, the format had just changed news that just came out. I would just randomly, like let me go to random.org, one to the bottom list, just randomly select the deck list and be like, okay, I'm going to play that deck through a week. And doing that, just like cross formats, it was really fun. And I feel like I learned a lot about, and it forced me out of my comfort zone of like, in, in that case it was modern. It was like, okay, I've played like, a lot of different modern decks, but maybe I haven't played Tron in a while, or maybe I haven't played Dredge in a while, or you know, I haven't definitely haven't played like this new concept of like playing Hollow One, like I don't know, in the year of our Lord 2021 or 2022, or whatever this was. It's like, you know, let me just I have plenty of play points from like, you know, thankfully going infinite on like cubes and leagues and you know, selling chests and whatever like that, and I have a rental service that I'm using, like, let's make it fun, but let's just do things to, to, to play and experience. And like, that's something that I think that is really, I mean, I don't know, this might be another thing where like Mason didn't have this experience. One of my core experiences I loved growing up about magic was going to my LGS and like, we'd have casual open play. This was before I even knew there were magic tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I would, I would have these multiplayer games and I was like a kid who didn't have a lot of cards and like had their one deck and it was way worse than everyone else's because they had cards and they like, you know, uh, and I'm like, can I borrow that deck? And we can just like kind of play some games with your deck. And it was like the most fun thing to be like, okay, let me play your things and like see this entirely different lens of magic. And I think that capturing that through that process and stuff was like really good. And I, I can't wait to do it. I'm going to intend to do some of that with like standard when um, things pick up a bit and try to play every archetype at least once or twice and yeah it's it's just a fun process i love it uh, mine is similar um in some respects we talked about it on the last episode but my goal i have a few goals for for 2024 um the the first one is mtgo events um, i talked about my ladder anxiety and kind of my online play anxiety and how i've been working on it i'm i've kind of fixed it in a couple places and the place kind of left to, for me to, to really tackle is MTGO. So I have a goal of trying to play at least one, um, one event. I don't really care what the event type is on MTGO every week. Um, you know, if I miss a week here or there, it's kind of whatever, like the, the goal is to just force myself into, into getting comfortable. Um, you know, this could be challenges that I want to play more of, uh, with, you know, I, I talked about how I burned a lot of challenges. I'd love to. I, I know that I know that my friends really enjoy it when you know I'm I'm in there in the in the streets with them. Um, and then also just like um, one of the things I think I suffered from this year uh, is I would default to playing Explorer rather than I and I have a rental service rather than loading up a league on MTGO to try something. Because I was like, oh, it's faster. Like, it's not that different. But I actually think that it legitimately is. And so making sure that I am, when I'm playing MTG, that I'm playing the, the right, using the right tool. You know, yeah, you can technically use that flathead for that Phillips screwdriver. But, or for that Phillips screw. But, like, 
you know, at the end of the day, you you might be messing with that that screw. Um, so that's that's the that's the first one. My next one is content goals. Like through doing this, I hope to um, do two things. Uh, one of them is do a quest for ten style video. If you watch my content previously uh, for the YouTube channel, whenever I have one that I feel like is in a position where I'm like ready to talk about it. Um, and then the, the second one is, uh, you know, just really bringing good constructed clash videos back to the YouTube channel with Matt. You know, we talked about, we've already got it on the schedule, understanding like, okay, like what are, what are we trying to bring to the constructed criticism listener for gameplay content on, on our channel that like represents what, what the show is in a lot of ways, but bring it to gameplay content is something I'm really thinking about. Um, you know, people people have expectations of when I've done Clash in the past with Mason, when I've done Clash in the past with with Matt, and but also they have expectations that are of all these brand new listeners that are like, this is what constructive criticism is. What is this gameplay video and, and these type of videos going to look like? Um, and then I have a goal to misleps episodes next year of constructive criticism. Um, and the reason for that is I find that I'm more engaged in magic when I do the show and like when I know I'm doing the show um, and I have it, like I have things that I have to think about for the week and things like that, um, which I think makes me a better magic player in a lot of ways, makes me think about things a lot more. So that's that's another one. Um, and then kind of a like a personal one. I want to get better at combo decks. I had a year where I was like, I'm gonna learn aggro, and it's really helped me. Um, I would say that like this last year, I became a very good tempo player just by accident, by just playing more tempo decks. Um, and so this year I wanna make a conscious effort to play more like true combo, not just like people like Spencer, you play combo decks, you play creativity and skip shift and like, yeah, those are control decks. I want to I want to get better at playing like real combo decks, um, so that when the opportunity arises, I feel comfortable pulling the trigger on on those. Um, and then I just have a goal uh, in coaching of um, making. It's kind of a nebulous one, but I want I want to make sure that the time that these people are spending with me is not just what i think that they need to learn but like that it, it, it that the out that the outcomes that we are achieving are the outcomes that they're looking towards and we talk about that a lot but like as we get further into this coaching with with some of these people like we're going to start seeing like what are what are the outcomes where where do we need to adjust and to be flexible in that um i guess is really my goal to be a flexible coach um and not not very rigid um when it comes to 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 the process so that's me um no patreon all get shredded <laughs> i do have health goals but i didn't really want to talk about that in a magic podcast gym every day Eat your vegetables. Sleep for vegetables. more than five hours. <laughs> stop stop oh. ruining my life to chase all my dreams. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no Patreon question or YouTube comment this 
episode because we just recorded another episode literally minutes ago. But I just, I just kind of, um, you know, to wrap up the show, just want to say if you want to join the conversation, um, you know, get over the Patreon Discord. Um, Abe, you gave a great plug for that already. Um, you can join the public Discord as well, where that's the the Discord for me to nerd smash through. It's, it's and this show, like it's it's just nerds talking nerdy stuff. Um, and then yeah, the YouTube comments, Twitter at CCMTG. Um, you know, like, subscribe, and review like always. Uh, Abe, where can people find you? You can find me over at twitter.com/slash more nothings. Uh, you can find me tweeting about all sorts of random things come across my mind whenever I decide that I tweet. Uh, how about you, Mason? You can find me at twitter.com at Mason E. Clark. You can reach out to me there for coach at the same handle on my email, Mason E. Clark at gmail.com. Come me at twitch.tv slash D Mason Clark. And I'll be at Cincinnati later this week for the SCG. It's going to be a fun time. Make sure to come up and say hi. You've seen it there. And I want to give a big thank to all the patrons, people who supported the show over this last year. We have a lot of exciting things we're going to talk about some in early next year. Wouldn't be possible without all your support on the show. So thank you from the bottom of our heart. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Spencer the Mates. You can email me uh, at spencerhowland at gmail.com. It's not Spencer the Mates anymore. It's easy game. Uh, you can uh, email me at spencerhowland at gmail.com for coaching. Um, but it's time, guys, for the second annual CCMPG Awards. It is annual now. <laughs> It is. Do it three times. <laughs> Second time, it's just a repeat. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's year two. So there will be an accompanying article if you want to just skip and just read the article. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it just uh, you know, last year was great. It was a lot of fun, um, and I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate the year that was 2023 for CCMPG. Um, guest of the year was our first category this year, and it was a hard one, guys. There were there were some guests be happening on this year's show. I mean, Abe is sitting in the room of one of them. Mason got to have <laughs> Ross, uh, you know, solo episodes with Ross. I think you did solo episodes with Ross and with Jerry. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. had we had uh, Reed Duke on, which was like a dream come true. Um, you know, one of my, some of the best quotes that we've had on the show came from Gus this year, but I, I think that there was one that really stood out to me. Um, and you know, since this is a fun thing that I do and I get, I'm the decider, uh, I, I'm, I'm giving it to Nathan. I think that Nathan's episode and his approach to magic and the way he shared it on the show was something really special that we don't always get to hear and see. And I just, I really loved it. So shout out to Nathan. Abe, you're, you're nodding like, yeah. Is that who, I mean, you're in Jonathan's house. So I don't know if you're allowed I to think, say. I think, <laughs> here's the thing. I think that all of the guests we had this year were excellent value adds to the listener. I felt really, really good about all those episodes. I think Mason did a really good job, especially in the weeks where it was just Mason and a guest of really showcasing what the show's about through the lens of a lot of these players, a lot of people know and respect. And even like our episode with Reed, I thought was fantastic. Um, Dude, it was a hard And category. that's another thing of like, 
Oh yeah, and it's like we got to speak to one of with with Reed, we got to speak to one of the greatest match players of all time in one of his best eras right now. Yeah, uh, where he's succeeding, succeeding still the most. I think with Nathan, it really gives a view into what the future of the greatest magic players of all time is uh, at currently where he's at the peak of magic. And I think it was just a really, really special um, opportunity to get to get him on and hear him talk about things still like just past the cusp of being like, oh, yeah, I just am currently at the peak of magic and him being in that realization a bit, but still like, you know, like it, it, it kind of comes in waves. Like even when we talked to Hayne, uh, which is an episode that I absolutely loved getting to do a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time, but he was like aware that he was kind of feeling on his way out and not really, you know, as engaged in magic as he was. Nathan, like we, we got to talk to him maybe like a couple of weeks removed from him being like, yeah, I think I'm at the peak of where I might ever be in magic and hearing him talk about how he got there. It was just such a fantastic episode. And it's something unlike anything else you really get. There's not a better timing or a better, like you can learn a lot from all of these players at any time in their career, but to get it, it was just really special. That episode really felt great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Dom episode goes underappreciated as I think Dom goes underappreciated. I don't think it was better than Nathan's. I do think Nathan should have won the category. But I think that, like, one Dom, thing I really Dom's appreciate about was, Dom... Dom's quote was dope. <laughs> Dom, Dom had a dope quote. I also think Dom, like... Dom is, like, yeah, I'm better than, like, 99% of players. But there are, like, a lot of players who are way better than me. And he's really open and honest and brings it up a lot. And brings a lot of, like... Like, I don't even know how I got here, you know? And I think it was, like, a very, like real and human interview would be very easy for him to come on and be like, yeah, you know, I spent years mastering the amulet. It was my time with the modern thing. I got a little lucky, you know, and then I like not playing worlds or whatever. And, you know, just getting to like see his journey, talk to him, especially like, and some of this too, like I think is colored by like, I roomed with Dom as we were getting ready as he was going to worlds. So like the night before I got to like see him sort of like prep and work a little bit, like the last minute kind of like stuff and like follow him in the day and thing. And so I don't know. I, I think that episode had a lot to it, and especially from, like, a very, like, approachable level of, like, sometimes it's hard when someone is, like, Nathan or Reed, where they are so far removed, right? And they are so, yeah. like, monolithic in a way. Where Dom is definitely someone who, you like, ton of respect for Dom. I trust Dom a lot. Love working with Dom. But, like, it's more approachable. And I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to give him his due on the show there real quick. Yeah. All the great guests, though. Uh, next category was most valuable training grounds. Last year, this, this was taken down by the uh, the wonderful uh, "How to Win Your One K" episode. Um, there, the, I went through it. There were some like really good training grounds, and we'll actually get into some of them um, here in a second. But I, I went through all of our episodes from this year, making this, and I, I'm gonna give it to Team Fundamentals as the best training grounds or the most valuable training grounds of the year. Um, one, I, I want to give a shout out to these two. Cause like, I really wanted to be on that episode and I, I honestly believe that it is, and that I, I could be biased, but I actually believe it's our best episode with just the three of us that we've ever done. Like, I, I think that 
not not just like the the training grounds is great, but it 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 was it it I don't know. It's like that meme where it's like perfect. It was perfect down to the last detail. I just I really thought that that delivered something special where it broke down fundamentals into three core components that all listeners can go back to and question themselves about. And I I think that like when we listen to Mason do the breakdown at the beginning of that training grounds and talk about it, I think that it's one of those for pieces of forever content for the show that you can listen to again and again and again. So. Uh, Sorry, I'm taking a look at all the training grounds. I was curious. Uh, best segment. Um, last year went to always improving. And uh, this year, um, you know, I think always improving. The ad reads, we love our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't interrupt this you. Year, this, year the saviors? this year I'm giving it to training grounds. <laughs> the sage juice, baby. Uh, this year I am giving it to Training Grounds, which I think would normally like win this category. Um, but we had some bangers, bangers this year. And when I say that, like one of the things that I put in the 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 article uh, that will be coming to this is so you'll be able to actually click on um, some of these. It's like. You know, just to list off some of these episodes that'll be listed is solving problems with lateral lateral thinking. Um, we have a we have a section in our Discord called CC Bangers, where where listeners can post like episodes that they really related to. Um, just some of them, you know, you know, we have solving problems with lateral thinking, numbers in deck building, uh, reasonable deck gamer, pick you know, picking a reasonable deck, uh, uh, just like this this year had a lot more classic timeless type of stuff than I think I remembered before going through the year's episodes. And I don't know if that was like a conscious effort that we necessarily, like we, we definitely tried to, when we do our podcast meetings, like weave them in. But I thought that the ones that we picked this year were, were pretty special. I was, I just want to say I'm in the same way that you're grateful for our ability to do team fundamentals. I was really grateful to not get to do just one, but two episodes on lateral thinking. One, which was like me and you talking a lot about um, thinking about it from the question side. And one that was me and Mason talking about it from the like lived, like your experiences side, like approaching it from both ends. I think both those episodes in tandem, like really lay the framework for a really, really smart process for how to evaluate things. And like, when you were like, oh, Team Fundamentals, like, yeah, that episode was really, really good. But I was thinking, like, lateral thinking has got to be in the top three. Like, both those episodes I thought were fantastic. And I think we did, like, a really great job on that. So the training rounds we did this year, I, I agree with you. I think they were cut above above the rest, which also, I think, were have always been quite good. You know, I think that, like, you know, that we did a lot of content. I think it might have had something to do, too, with, like, because we weren't in the seasonal system yet, there was not as much like form to how many it's like what formats we were talking about and when we were kind of following a bit of an event schedule to try to time it out. Um, but there wasn't one thing to focus on. So it's kind of like, well, we just talked about modern. There's like not a modern event coming up for just a bit or like, you know, we're just about to get into this season. Now that those are coming. Let's fill in the rest yeah. of the stuff. That's just going to help the average RCQ player or average, you know, player trying to compete at the RC level get, that much better and get that much more perspective and i think we really hit home runs 
uh, on that is like a, a fantastic year for that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I mentioned is like, you know, who I, I look at these two and I think of, but like the the contributions of the the members on the cast here of like numbers and deck building was like amazing training grounds. Lateral thinking was an Abe training grounds. Team fundamentals was a Spencer training grounds. And like, I I, I just I think that you know we as a team really hit our stride this year and i think it comes across in this specific area so uh best episode series uh is, is next uh last year this was won by the archetype series which continued through this year but i think that the feedback that i got this year um, and I don't know if you guys got the same feedback, so I gave it based on feedback, was our 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 power rankings and mega rankings episodes. And um, we used to do these every week. I, I sold it to Abe once, and he was like, what? Um, <laughs> That's what I grew up on, little kid. I used to listen to CC at the gas station every day. <laughs> but so these, was. These, these episodes, the way that we do them right now, they take a lot of work, um, both from, you know, it, like from putting the data together, combining it with data from whether it's, you know, the Frank Carson stuff, whether it's, you know, other other areas, uh, and then putting putting our thoughts into that data means that, like, it, it, look, it has to go and read the entire spreadsheet and look at the finishes, then look at deck lists then look at win percentages, then come back to the show and like, be like, okay, how am I going to break this down when we talk about decks? And like, it, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work for an episode that is not a timeless episode. Like this is the, this series. These are, these are near pictures of what is happening in the moment to give you the exact thing that you need for however long that that info is relevant for moving forward. And it's it's a lot of work, and I think that when when you use the episodes the right way, I, I hope it's a really big payoff for the listener. Yeah, I, I, and this is like maybe a behind the scenes thing. I think we need to even do more of them for our CQ season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like we should be doing them more, which is I I love doing the timeless stuff more. Timeless stuff is like eating dessert, and doing those is like eating your vegetables or whatever. In a lot of ways. Um, you know, the inverse there on how helpful they are for you. Regardless, <laughs> I, I gotta say, I thought for sure the interview series was gonna win this segment. When you were talking, I was like, it's the banger interviews. They come close. I gotta know. What was the internal polling like? Because I don't know what the council's like that votes on these things. Yeah, you know, I, I abstain. You know, you got three, you got three heads, Spencer heads that all converse, right? And, and um, mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I didn't think of the, the, the interview series of of you know the just the bangers that we got to put out as a, a series in this so maybe that's maybe mm -hmm. that's uh something we can take to the commissioner uh and see if he can fix it for next year next year yeah we'll have to, we'll have to do some more banger interviews <laughs> shame <laughs> uh then the final one is most valuable cast member uh Last year, the Mason Clark won. The Mason Clark. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read what I wrote. 
<laughs> That's a really good sign. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> be as impartial as possible. I gotta read what I wrote. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let me know what the third party wrote. Let me. Let yeah. me see. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here. Which Spencer head was this, by the way? It was. Yeah, yeah. It was Which Spencer head. You said it was Spencer. Three. Spencer head for what it's worth. Uh, oh, okay. oh no! <laughs> the ring is in. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and pretend it doesn't feel weird writing this out because I work with two amazing people. But uh, the work that I put into the show, the Patreon, the show notes, the Discord, and beyond. I feel comfortable giving myself the nod this year. That doesn't mean that Mason grabbing guests off the cuff isn't isn't the dopest thing ever this year, or the way that Abe is able to fill whatever role, uh, regardless of the topic, when whoever's on the show isn't impressive. Um, but as we approach 500 episodes and we finish a decade of CCMTG, I would be lying to myself if I didn't see the level of work that I bring to this project, especially one of the hardest years of my life. So... Well, yeah, if you give it to me, I was going to say it should have been you. <laughs> I, I would have accepted it. I would have said three more. <laughs> I know you would have <laughs> But that's why I'm neat. Because, you know, I, I keep it above. All I, it's like, I'm him. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, oh, yeah. Mason's Hemi Neutron, for sure. Um, but, what I was say next year, I'm coming for it. I'm going in. Dude, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's I'm actually, coming for that MVP, most valuable podcaster. It's actually. Doing, I was gonna say it's not a participation trophy. Don't think you have it locked up because you haven't won. That's all I'm saying. I, you know. Oh no, it's, 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 not, it's not. It's not. I, I think that what's so funny is I, I, I think that doing a podcast with like more than two people is actually really hard. Like it is a, it is a hard dynamic to figure out, and I, I will say. That I don't know that Mason and I could really do it without you, Abe. Like, I actually, yeah. There's some behind this. I'm gonna cry. I just, I really appreciate you too, and I love you guys, and I am really glad that we get to do this together. Every week is really fun. That's gonna do it for the CCFDG Awards of 2023. Let us know who you think should have won what. All of the topics, whatever you think, drop them in them YouTube comments. We love you guys. We love uh, doing this for you. And we'll see you guys all next year for brand new episodes of CCMP.